This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujia-Dean. Today is Friday, September 17th. Coming up, in the mid-1900s, Kansas City barbecue was defined by two names, Arthur Bryant and Ollie Gates. When you talk about Kansas City barbecue history, I mean, a lot of people, that's the pivotal rivalry, right? Before they both get inducted into the National Barbecue Hall of Fame, we look back at how the legacies of Ollie Gates and Arthur Bryant have overlapped. Plus, we'll hear how a few Kansas City residents feel about the possibility of a downtown baseball stadium. But first, some headlines. Missouri will receive one of the largest numbers of Afghan refugees in the country as the first group since the U.S. military withdrawal from Afghanistan arrives. KCUR's Laura Ziegler has more. Missouri will receive 1,200 Afghan refugees, one of only about a dozen states to take in more than 1,000, according to a map released by the Biden administration on Wednesday. Kansas will receive 500 Afghan refugees. The refugees will undergo extensive security vetting and health screening, according to the White House, and those older than 12 will be required to get the COVID-19 vaccine. Missouri Governor Parson defied immigration hardliners last year when he said he would take in refugees. Then President Trump had invited states to welcome or refuse them. The governor's office did not respond to requests for comment this afternoon. Doctors at the University of Kansas Health System are seeing an increase in the number of pregnant people hospitalized with COVID-19 as the Delta variant fills the ICU to capacity. Maternal fetal medicine doctor Mark Parrish urged people to get vaccinated, even if they are pregnant. What we know to this point, there are no adverse pregnancy risks with the vaccine, but certainly well-documented risks with the virus in pregnancy. According to the Federal Centers for Disease Control, only 25% of pregnant people have received at least one dose of the vaccine. The possibility of moving the Kansas City Royals Stadium downtown has been floating around for a while. Royals majority owner John Sherman renewed interest in the idea on Tuesday when he brought up investing public money into the move once the Royals lease is up in 2031. We spoke to some Kansas City residents to see how they feel. Valerie Kaduni, who lives in downtown Kansas City, likes Kauffman Stadium in its current location on the far east side of town. It's a nice location over there, and it would, uh, if it was over here in downtown, it would bring more uh, traffic, and especially for people living down here, it'd be too much. Christian Keller, who lives in Midtown KC, thinks taxpayer money could be spent on better things than another stadium. Our taxpayer dollars on, on, on a non-necessity, that's a want. A sport is a want. It's not a need. You know, we gotta, we gotta focus on what we need to make this world go around. Meanwhile, Jaquay Strickland of Midtown likes the idea of moving the stadium. He grew up near 18th and Vine and has been watching that neighborhood develop. He thinks the stadium moving downtown will bring more tourists and businesses and help it develop too. It's a positive movement, you know, it'll bring more money into the community to do positive things and stay constructive around here, consistent, you know, for the youth, for everyone, you know. KCUR's Beck Shackleford-Wanganga reported this story. We'll be right back. Don't forget to subscribe to The Early Bird, the daily news email from KCUR. Get news from Kansas City to Washington, D.C. delivered to your inbox every weekday at 6 a.m. Be in the know before you even get out of bed. The Early Bird. Subscribe at kcur.org newsletters. 
Hi, my name is Delene Bradford, and I'm a longtime supporter and friend of KCUR. KCUR is a friend who talks with you about all the things you're interested in, whether it's hard news, tips on what to do in Kansas City, movie reviews, or books you might have read. I count on KCUR every day, like I do other good friends in my life, but sometimes a friend like this needs a little help, so I pitch in as a monthly giver. If you're merely an acquaintance who hasn't formalized your relationship with KCUR, consider making a contribution now to this nonprofit radio station that makes such a difference in your life. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomeen Ujia-Dean. Ollie Gates and Arthur Bryant. The Kansas City legends behind Gates Barbecue and Arthur Bryant's Barbecue will be inducted into the Barbecue Hall of Fame tomorrow. KCUR's Mackenzie Martin looks back at their decades-long legacies. With their induction into the American Royal Barbecue Hall of Fame Saturday, Ollie Gates and Arthur Bryant will join a short list of Kansas City inductees from previous years. Bryant, who died in 1982, is being inducted as a legacy inductee. When you talk about Kansas City barbecue history, I mean, a lot of people, that's the pivotal rivalry, right? Adrian Miller is one of the members of the Hall of Fame nominating committee. And he says Arthur Bryant and Ollie Gates exemplify two different kinds of Kansas City barbecue excellence. So when I think about Arthur Bryant, I think about someone who directly trained under Henry Perry, who's the acknowledged godfather of Kansas City barbecue, created burnt ends. Arthur Bryant arrived in Kansas City in 1931, the same year that Ollie Gates was born. Originally a Texas man, Bryant arrived in KC merely intending to visit his brother Charlie, who was working as a barbecue apprentice to Henry Perry at the time. But instead, Arthur joined the barbecue business and just never left. When his brother retired in 1946, Arthur took control of everything. R.J. Pittman, one of Arthur Bryant's descendants, says in addition to his burn ends, Bryant's sauce was legendary. It used to set the ball down and about two or three inches of some kind of lard or grease come to the top, you have to shake it up. It doesn't do that now, <laughs> but... No matter how popular he got, though, Bryant was dedicated to keeping things mostly the same, like his grease house aesthetic. Arthur Bryant's was really tapping into the old school view of barbecue. It's a barbecue stand, no frills. You just make good stuff. Where I think, you know, Gates was more kind of service minded. You know, what, what's famous about Gates? Can I help you, right? The same year that Arthur Bryant took over his family business, George Gates, Ollie's dad, bought a popular jazz joint at 19th and Vine and turned it into the first Gates barbecue. Ollie Gates was just a teen, but like Bryant, he came to learn barbecue the Henry Perry way from then pitmaster Arthur Pinkard, another one of Henry Perry's apprentices. Here's Gates in 2011. As I came into the business, became Gates and Sons. But then when he would get mad at me, he would go get a can of paint and would paint <laughs> and son off. <laughs> in some ways, Ollie Gates has done things the exact opposite of Arthur Bryant. After his father died, Gates led the business through an intense period of growth in the 60s and 70s. We made a business out of, out of the barbecue industry. And so uh, I'm the one that probably packaged it up and gave it a new face, yes. Ollie Gates and Arthur Bryant are still so widely respected today because they popularized Kansas City barbecue on the national stage. And part of that has to do with baseball. You can attribute the, the growth of barbecue to Major League in Kansas City football and baseball. Out of the ball, Boston. 
Before the Royals played at Kauffman Stadium, Municipal Stadium at 22nd and Brooklyn downtown was where Kansas Cityans went to cheer on the home team. And in the 50s and 60s, it was surrounded by barbecue restaurants like Gates and Bryant's. We permeated the air with those obnoxious odors of barbecue, you know what I mean? And then people up to the ballpark would smell those odors and they said, where is that odor coming from? Gates said they would rush up to the stadium and give the announcers a plate of barbecue, prompting them to brag about Kansas City's barbecue scene during the game. Fans and sports writers alike would go and seek out the source of the sweet-smelling smoke, much to Gates' delight. Even today, with the influx of barbecue restaurants Kansas City has seen, Gates and Bryant's are still two of the most iconic Kansas City restaurants. The Bryant family no longer runs Arthur Bryant's, but Gates Barbecue currently has six locations and is celebrating 75 years as a family-run business this year. For a gentle reminder of their roots at 19th and Vine, though, you only have to look as far as Gates' ever-optimistic logo, Strutton Man. It really came from the song from, from Louis Armstrong, Strutting with Barbecue. We had to make folk realize that regardless of how you're dressed, whether it's in, in rags or riches, Everybody can strut with Gates Barbecue. That was KCUR's Mackenzie Martin reporting. Archival audio in this story is courtesy of the Kansas City Public Library and Candace Taylor. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujia-Dean. This podcast was produced by Byron Love and edited by Maria Carter. To read and listen to more stories from Kansas City's NPR station, you can visit kcur.org, or you can catch us live on the air at 89.3 FM. On Monday, we'll take a deep dive into one big story in the Metro. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next week. Thank you.